Hello, you're very welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, Be Here Now is the name of it. Colin Fahey speaking here. He's your host for the next hour. I'm live actually here from uh, Coffee Haven. It's just a little, nice little restaurant just across here from Golan Island. So big thanks to Nina Malako, who's offered us to use the premises. And I'm delighted to say I have a good friend of mine on this morning, and uh, his name is Aidan Murphy. Good morning. How are you? Sorry to get you out of bed early this morning. <laughs> That's why we made you some strong coffee. <laughs> you told me you like, you like seven cups of coffee, do you, a yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, I used to be on about the same for tea, but I had to cut back because it was... I actually, I went to the chemist one day and I said to the pharmacist, I said, you know, I'm getting shakes in my hands. <laughs> At the time, I was gigging really heavy. Yeah. And uh, he said, uh, you gigging much? I said, yeah, I'm on the road a lot night. You cut back on that tea, will you? Yeah. He said, it's, it's the caffeine, he said. He said, I've had several people in here with the same situation. He said, too much caffeine. Wow, yeah. So I was like, okay, fair enough. We'll leave it at that. So who is Aidan Murphy and where are you from? Uh, so Aidan Murphy is just a name and uh, I'm from Glenwood, uh, just on the outskirts of Athlone, uh, on the old Dublin Road. So um, yeah, I was born and bred in Glenwood. Very good. I suppose the main reason why I had you on this morning was um, I've worked alongside you over the years doing weddings mm-hmm. and you're a magician, right? Yes, correct. And when you were doing your leave insert and we were clicking out the CEO, like was there magician wasn't on that list, was it? Or was that not? Was that a li- thing that came later? No, it was in my head. Uh, oh, it was it in was your head. Definitely in my head. So you always had a fashion a fascination then did you have with with the whole area of magic? Yeah. Um I, I'm trying to recollect when I actually got interested in magic because my parents are telling me that I was younger. Um but I was interested in it from definitely 11 which was maybe second year first year second year i would have got um introduced to it uh, keith barry would have had his tv show on, on oh, yeah. sunday night so i used to watch that i wasn't exposed to much channels i, I used to have uh, bbc or sky so it was only one two three or four yeah and keith had his tv show on there every sunday so i watched that every sunday i recorded it was really interested in it just something that really clicked and with me and would you remember people like Cooper and, we'll say, Paul Daniels? Would you remember those people? Now, yes, but then, no, because I wouldn't have had the okay. exposure on TV, so sure. I would have just heard those, Paul, Paul Daniels, I would have heard those names. And when, when was the stage then you decided, okay, I'm going to become a magician, or was it just case you started learning tricks and started trying it on people and just seeing and have, enjoying that? Was it just a you know, starting point? Or when, when did that start to become a you know, profession? Well, it, it started from that point, watching TV. I uh, started to figure out a few things, and I started to try and practice what I, what I figured out or what I spotted. And then I went from there to getting two DVDs at Christmas from America, from, for, from Santi, and uh, I jumped r- right into the deep end. Uh, they were two difficult routines that I had to practice. Right. So I got, I got a taste of it, but then every year, then I was just uh, any holiday or any time I got a chance to practice, I'd practice. And, when, and would you like, we'll say nowadays, do you, do you practice everyday tricks? Do you, are you always working on new things? Like if, you're, if you've got a corporate stuff or event come up, do you have to practice in advance or, you know, get your mindset well, right on it? It depends on the, well, my mindset is always, I'm always kind of tuned in uh, from the time I know I'm doing the gig. Yeah. Uh, like days beforehand I'm preparing, I'm just kind of mentally preparing uh, yeah. the routines in my head. And then obviously on the way to the on, on the way to the gig, I'd be mentally preparing as well. I'd be visualizing walking into the routine, into the room. Yeah. How many people are going to be there? All that type is of thing. Is there is there nerves? No. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> I love you're it too much. Cool as a breeze. No, I just, <laughs> I just love it. It's you just mad. walk and you and I suppose you're on adrenaline rush then as well. Yeah, it's mad. And you obviously yeah. 
do you obviously get a feed off that whole buzz when they react to you doing something or doing a trick or doing? No, well, um, that's the energy, obviously. Well, the, the nerves never really came because I, I, I was in a competition years ago and I was forced into the competition when I was eighteen and I was on stage in Mullingar in the Annabrook uh, Hotel and I was put on stage. There was loads of my friends came, so it made it easier. But I was performing and I stood up on stage for the first time in front of a mic. Did it? I think I did two car tricks mm. and. I didn't get nervous at all for some reason. I was probably just more in shock of me actually being in that pro okay. in that time. But doing it, I was not nervous, and then I ended up going through that. And then through the next heat, I started practicing another routine for the following week, and then it, it ran for about five weeks. How many tricks do you, th do you reckon you know? And now I know <laughs> too many. <laughs> Hundreds? It's, it's difficult to remember And would you all, like, like find yourself having to sit down and try to remember them all? Or do you mm. try and introduce new ones that you had not done in a long time? Or A lot of them, like uh, for my close-up work, I do most, most of the strong visual stuff that everybody wants and everybody, a lot of people request to see again. So uh, I do the ones that will be most lasting and memorable for the, yeah. the per people watching. And do you find now, for example, if you're out with friends, they're always going... Go on in, do a trick there. Does that go on? Like, and you're not as much anymore. They used to, yeah, used to, used to get it a lot, and then I used to just. I felt if I was doing it on a night out, I felt I was kind of taken from everybody else's uh, party to piece, so oh I right. just used to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's stealing the thunder again, lads. This lad just loves the lime. Yeah. Lime, let him off. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was. It was mostly around uh, family friends uh, than yeah. it would be actually around friends' friends. So when I'm in their house, I, I used to just come maybe practice on them. So right. I was kind of more. Kind of more of a gang that I'd be able to practice on, and they knew that I was only kind of getting getting used to it. Do you remember so. the first wedding you ever did? Yes. And what was that like? Was the, how did it was, go for you? Did yeah, you, was did you do well? I was only a child. I was only eighteen, I think. Okay. I was only eighteen. I was only. It was after that competition. Uh, right. Somebody. It was a friend of my brother's friend that booked me for their wedding. So it's, mad, it's word of mouth is still the most strongest thing, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know it's from following on Instagram before COVID, obviously. Um, you go on cruises. Mm -hmm. So yeah. tell us all about that. You would actually get to be a magician and get to travel the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real I job. I used to be sickened, like, I'd be here, <laughs> peace and rain, and then on Instagram, here's your man out in the big <laughs> cruiser. <laughs> I go, why didn't I come with a magician? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so, just... So where have you been, like, on these cruises? And been everywhere. Um, everywhere. Where, where is it everywhere? Give me a few. Drop us a few names there. Well, I've been as far as Australia on that side. Uh, okay. I've done all Singapore, um, all up. I did all the west coast of Australia, Singapore, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, all that side. Then I did India. Then I did Dubai, wow. and Europe, all of Europe, several times. Greenland, Iceland. Um, what was Iceland? Do you, get, do, you, do you get to pull in on port and stay for a few days, or do you just? Yeah. Are so you always on water? Um, it depends on the cruise. So the cruise itinerary could be maybe two weeks or three weeks. When we were going to Australia, I flew to Sydney, and yeah. then there was maybe it was eighteen day cruise. I think we were about seven days at sea in total, and the rest of it was ports. So did you when you flew to Australia? Did you have much time to just kind of get yourself back on track before you got on that cruise, or were you straight onto that cruise? No, well, I landed in Australia, and the security guy came up to me and he asked me, "Was was my name Aidan Murphy?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "That's good because your uh, your your bags are in London." So that was the main oh, thing. <laughs> Welcome to Australia. <laughs> so that was my first and experience in Australia. All your tricks and bits and bobs. Everything I I had my carry-on case so obviously i have a structure that i go through when oh that happens because it's up yeah so i i normally have a pickup and then i go straight to the cruise so that's obviously going to be delayed 
So I had to ring the cruise director, tell her in, uh, the position I was in, and then try to do as much as I could in, at the airport before waiting too long before the cruise left. So I ended up going to the cruise. I had no bags. And then it's up to the cruise director then kind of, she kind of stays so, in touch with the airport. Um, was that a real test of being innovative then and working out a whole new structure of what you want to do? Because you can have your box of tricks with yeah, you. Yeah, well, I was, I, I do always bring... Oh, the, the, uh, the emergency kit. Yeah, I do have, <laughs> I do have my first aid kit, if you like, in my carry-on. It's in my like the day I, you, I, did, I met, we did a wedding once together and uh, you actually had a second set of car keys in mm. your kit as well. <laughs> so what's the story of that? Like, well, Two of everything. <laughs> pairs of shoes no? yeah <laughs> and of all the places you travel to what was was there a certain place that stood out that you really thought were just you know you loved it they're all unique for their own reasons uh, i love the sun so anywhere i got to do with sun i love going what was iceland like was it very cold no it was may i was i was there twice so i was there once in october and once in may and when may it was like Ireland, so it was like 17 degrees. Okay. So it's average temperatures. And they have shorter days, don't they? Or so in the winter, they get... Yeah, they have... They don't... Yeah, they, they've only six hours or six hours of daylight during yeah. the day, and then the rest of it is dark. So it's, it's pretty dark during the winter, and then during the w- summer, then, they have 24 hours daylight, so wow. the sun doesn't drop down at all. Uh, what? And so for Australia, like, is Australia all it's cracked up to be? Did you get much time there? Yeah, well, I was in a few ports, and it was in, it was enjoyable for what I, what I saw of it. Yeah. Okay. Got to do a lot. I got the Barrier Reef. I snorkeled the Barrier Reef, oh, and wow. yeah, I did a lot of. I, I try and do those type of things rather did than. Did you keep walk a journal like or anything when you travelled or vlogged no. or anything like that? No, but I'm planning to when I go back because okay. this whole lockdown just made me think, rethink. Of course. If I didn't do this, or speaking if I did. of lockdown, you became pretty popular, or you kind of took a huge approach to TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about that. Was that just like I'm going to go at this now? Or what was the game plan? It was just it started to take off, and then it kind of gave you something to focus on. Yeah, so that literally went from me having a busy schedule to having no work at all. Um, yeah, of course, so I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, going, "Am I going to die in this back garden?" Because I'm actually starting to lose it. Yeah, you're talking so, to yourself. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So that happened. So I, I just had to stay active. Uh, there was the government were paying us to stay at home. So sure. Wanted to stay at home, obviously, for my health. I uh, suffered from asthma, so I wasn't going to oh, expose okay. myself too much. I didn't want to kind of jump back into cruises or yeah, things wh- like I that. Yeah, I wasn't so aware of that. Yeah, so I um, obviously had to stay put for time being and see what happened. But I started recording. I just said I'd record one video a day, post it on Instagram and Facebook, and then somebody introduced me to TikTok and downloaded the app. I think I had downloaded it before, and I had like 16 followers on it. Um, just tell us now how many followers are going I know, it is, but like I on, only take started. A, take a take a bow there. Go on, <laughs> put it up on the wall here in a second. <laughs> it is a fair achievement now what you've achieved. Yeah. What 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 many followers? It's one point seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. A million. Million. Put yeah. It in million Sorry, there. yeah. It's not seventeen hundred now. Yeah. Or no. It's one point seven. Million. I know. Well, I worked. I, well, I you worked, worked your ass off because yeah. I I followed you a lot of the time. I was going, this man is putting in serious work here. Yeah. And it, it, I suppose it disciplined you, didn't it? To, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you were committed to it then. Yeah, I was getting up. I, I, like, at, at the beginning, I was only doing it just do something every day, reason to get up and have some... It was taking me about two hours to make a video, like just a 60-second yeah. video, and yeah. even to come up with the ideas. So then I started doing it more and more, and I got into it, and then I understood the algorithm, so I started posting at least nine videos plus a day. Wow, that and is then, huge. So yeah. it basically was... The main driving force of your everyday TikTok, the world yeah. TikTok, yeah. and what there obviously was moments where you lost a bit of energy with those days, like going, um, mm. you know, your flat is just yeah. But I just like there's you can repost some videos as okay. well, so I, I use that as a strategy. But I also 
during that creating time, I was doing it for a full year. My goal was to get to Christmas and get to a million. Well, what I noticed was from following you, I'd be watching these things, and I noticed that your presentation skills started to get very strong. Yeah. As yeah. in, you weren't just a magician anymore, you were almost like a presenter. But you, I think you'd learned the craft from watching it, because the fact that you were doing it so much. Oh, yeah. And I was going, oh, he has it off to a fine art now. <laughs> but, you know, and that was probably a good thing, because yeah. then obviously that will influence when you go back into the real world of face-to-face um, you know, it kind of in, it improves because there's one thing doing tricks, isn't there? And there's another thing yeah. uh, how you present that trick yeah. and engage with that person. You yeah, can't just say, "Here's the trick." Before, yeah, before you lockdown, I, I, I've never been exposed to cameras performing on camera. Obviously, from where I'm ba- from, where I'm from, so I was just yeah. introduced to doing weddings, learn whatever I need to learn, and do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then when I came to the camera I was like I have to change up my angles I have to change up what I'm talking I'm not expecting people to be looking around me 360 I'm looking down one lens and they're looking back at me Yeah. so I need to change up my uh, performance style so yeah, I found I just that adapted too. when I was doing the Facebook live gigs I did maybe I don't know 10 or 15 of them and I remember I did one or two and I had spoken to other musicians that had tried a few and said oh I can't do that value it's too hard it's no, you know but you almost have to it's a different approach, like, oh, yeah. and you have to become, you have to almost imagine the audience because you yes. see the names popping up. And I just, what I was doing, I was just feeding off the comments, yeah. and yeah. then I'd do the songs. And I found the more I did, the better I got. But the first few, I was like, here going, yes. this is crazy. Like. Yeah, yeah. Because as you said, it was just a screen and your light and yourself. And you almost have to go into this world, this imaginary kind of world. Absolutely, and, yeah. But it's an interesting world, isn't it? It's a whole different kettle of fish. Like it's, it's different, yeah. It's very different. And of course, you were probably getting people from. Were people connecting with you from all over the world then? Yeah. So like you can you can check the analytics. And like most of the, I think sixty percent of the following is from America. Wow. And so does that mean there's a big opportunity for you to go to America then? Does that mean magicians are popular in America? Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. Yeah, no, they are. But I just, I'd love to go to America. Yeah. But like I, I just, I think I like just following my own path. As in, I yeah. like just doing whatever opportunity comes my way. Is there many magicians in this country uh, that you know There'd be of? a good few, yeah. And is there like a, do you have a... Working professionally, there could be maybe, I'd say it could be 20. And is there like, is there some place in the world like where you go, like Harry Potter goes and you learn all your tricks? Is there, yeah, is Hogwarts. There <laughs> <laughs> for a second, you had me there. Just for one second. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's nothing uh, you can. There, there's schools in Japan and China that those they actually have a physical school where you, you and are learn. they recognised are they like good? I'm not sure, but I know right. that they teach children like you can actually go and learn the craft of magic, and you learn. You spend an hour or all day learning one slide. Is there some conference sh- in the UK every year as well? Is yes. There? Yeah. I heard of this one. Is, there, uh, is that just a talks on magic, or people learning new tricks, or what is that? That's exactly? got to be a convention. So okay. uh, there's a few of them all around the world. This is one of the biggest, even though there's, there's a few of them over in America, but yet Blackpool is just whatever it is. Okay. I think it was just a city and the town. And how many, how many guys, people would turn up for that? Well, before the lockdown, the last one had tended uh, 5,000 over the weekend. Wow. Yeah, so. That's massive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, when I started going first, it was maybe 2,000, 3,000, but it's just expanded more and more, and it's because the, the company are yeah. bringing in more attractive Did you acts. do any Zoom gigs over the lockdown? Did you try I that? Did. I did one or two. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I suppose like with the magic, you need a real, f- you need that yeah. face-to-face. You, you can do it. A lot of people are saying, yeah, you should do it. And mm. yeah, but I, I just prefer the, I prefer personally the live interaction or the banter with 
a live audience because um, nothing feeds better than that. And where do people find you, by the way? I, mean, I should have asked that question. You obviously have a website. I don't know. They ring my phone. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh, I have a website, Instagram, and obviously and, TikTok and now. And all their 500 social media platforms. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, it's hard to keep up with them all, though. Oh, massive, yeah. Like, I, I kind of jump around a bit and go, one yeah. week I'm on this, and next week I'm on Facebook, back onto Instagram, and it's... Yeah. It can be over a bit overwhelming at times and, yeah, and time I'm, consuming, you know. I'm starting on li- LinkedIn now as well, so I want to try yeah. and create on that. But I think, think the main thing is just try and have a structure with all, all the platforms, no matter what platform you have. Just try and create a structure and try and time yourself yeah. in, in doing it. And for anybody who would say starting out or, you know, that may have an interest, would you have any advice for them? What, what's obviously learn, you've got to learn tricks, but like, what advice would you have for them? Someone said, I want to become a magician. You know, if some young kid that you may... Because I know you do kids' yeah. parties and stuff. Yeah. Has a younger person ever come to say, I want to be a magician? I you get it a lot, yeah. Because yeah. they think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's different. That's probably why I suppose I got into it as well. Because I wasn't... I don't know. I, like, even when you go back into my childhood, childhood, I was completely unique from everywhere because I, I suffered so much with, with my asthma I never I actually I, went, I never realised yeah. that until you told me this morning yeah so I went out uh, during school times I'd never go out at lunchtime uh, in the rain because I'd come in and I'd have a cold the following day yeah so most of my childhood school years in lunch was in a classroom on my own so I had to come up with my own way to entertain myself so obviously, yeah, colouring and all that childhood thing. But then when I got into magic, that was like something that I could practice when I'm on my own. And do you find now room. when you're older, is your asthma better now since you're... Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. Do you have an inhaler? I do always have an inhaler, yeah. yeah. Just and at certain times of the year, does it affect you? Um, more so during the winter, like, but not as much as I've gotten older because I'm able to manage it now. And, and when you were travelling, did it affect you going into different climates and stuff in countries? Well, the sun, I... Live, I'd love to live in the sun. Uh, the sun just really helps me in every way. Okay. Um, it helps us all. Yeah, even, <laughs> but even training. Like some people say, I can't run in the heat. I can run in the heat. Okay. And I love the hotter the sun, the easier it is for me to run. So I'm yeah. a bit weird that way. But And we'll say the average day now, Do you do? you are you always working on tricks like every day? Or do, would you watching things? Or well, we're always kind of dabbling in something got to do with it, yeah. You kind of have to. Any future plans you'd like to share with us? Or any, any big projects? Or... Lots of big, big stuff. Big announcements? <laughs> I don't know. I can't give you announcements, but I'm working on a good few things. Uh, there's one big thing that I'm working I'm setting myself a new goal. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to set myself a new goal for next uh, mid-next year. Okay. Um, and I'm working on it. It's kind of in motion at the minute, so yeah. I just want to work on something. And so for people that will say they want to book you, what can I, you do weddings? Yeah, weddings. Most uh, Ireland's uh, Ireland's industry is mostly weddings, drinks receptions, after dinner slots, private parties, corporate events, and you've done stuff like for big companies like Google, haven't you? And yeah, I've done up in Dublin. Like to be, they'd have more awards nights, um, okay. Christmas parties. That's all fun, those. obviously, isn't it? Yeah, good, good energy. That's oh, brilliant. Yeah, especially when you have bigger rooms. Like I've done one for Dubai, uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. There was some conference and there was a thousand people in the room and that was... Oh, that's pressure. That was just... Oh, it's not pressure, but... And did you headset on then for that? Or yeah, the, yeah. All right. So that was a full-on stage, lights and um, LED screen. And what the what would you so. say was the most pressurised gig you've had to do, like, we'll say, high profile or... I don't know. I don't, I don't think about it too much. Um, okay. I, I don't know. It's weird because even I did a cruise ship and it was, I was going from 700 people in the audience to 3,500 people in the audience in a proper theatre. And I didn't get nervous at all. And so did, you meet any, did you meet any famous people on these trips? Like On trips? Yeah, I've met 
a few, but not many. It wouldn't be iconic, but yeah. I've met a few people that are celebrities in their own. Would you like to name drop for us? Hmm, let me think. Ed Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> I've met more celebrities in performing magic uh, around Ireland and at, at events than I have in uh, yeah. on cruise ships. And would you like to would you like to travel more again on mm. these cruise ships? Yeah, I think it's a nice it's a nice lifestyle when you can manage it. Uh, there's a lot of pros and cons to it, but um, I suppose you're on for a certain part of the day and you're off for a certain part of the day, isn't that it? I'm on for two nights of okay. the two weeks. <laughs> oh, you have it really tough, don't you? Here was me thinking this guy is working seven nights of the week in a cruise, two nights work, and then I'm going to lie out and yeah. relax. You know, it's just literally the the itinerary is you go on for two. Do you party then? Like, do you go for it? Like, are you? You don't seem like a no. party type guy to me. I know I party is and I enjoy just like good company and that. But um, yeah, on board those cruises that have like shows on, they're huge, aren't they? Those cruises. Mm. Yeah, well, you get smaller ones. Like cruise, the cruise world is like a massive world. You wouldn't even understand it until you get into it. I didn't re- realize that there's there's cruise ships for older people. There's cruise ships for younger people. There's cruise ships for families. There's massive cruise ships and there's smaller cruise ships. And all of them are tailored towards different needs. So if you go onto a specific cruise ship, you're going onto it because it's more calm, family-orientated, and it's just an easier, okay. not as busy lifestyle. Whereas you go on the bigger ones, it's literally like you're walking around Dublin City wow. when you're at sea. Um, so it, you can go from the extreme or you can go really calm. So I like the, the smaller ones because you get to meet more people and you get to interact with them. That's true, yeah. Um, so like you learn from every everybody you, you speak to. So I like you couldn't do a trick now. We can't do a trick on the radio on, on audio, can no, we? No, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could, but it's not going to be as effective in person. Just check my TikTok. Uh, you have your little box of tricks. Do you, do you, does that box of tricks? I have the box in the car. I bet you do. I see you bring it to bed with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you working on tricks this week? Is there any, any new tricks that you're working on? Uh, Is, are, do you always like push the boat out to try and come up with new ideas? New like harder tricks for you to challenge yourself yeah see the creative side uh, I've only kind of tapped into the creative side since lockdown as yeah, in that's where you develop your own tricks yeah that, that's hard now right yeah it is yeah but like I wouldn't be creating routines, uh, new routines to sell I'd be creating new routines just to try out and see does it work this way like we might merge four or five routines into one or take the best bits out of some and merge them into one okay and then perform it at a wedding and see how it goes down and then you say, oh, that worked well or that didn't work well. And then you just kind of adapt it. To and the of course, next. there is a, you probably find as well, more than myself, that when you sing or when you do your, well, I find I do certain songs, certain places it goes down really well and some places it doesn't yeah. really well at all. Yeah, well, it's not. But, it's you know, and you probably find the same way. Some tricks go down really well at one wedding and the yeah. next wedding, go down okay. Mm, yeah. Just depends on the audience. And some audience the, more, the more you do, you kind of just realise that that's just the way it goes. You just have yeah, to yeah. Keep, go through the motions and try that's and put as much effort as you can into it. That's um, just the nature of the beast. That's it, yeah. Okay, let me just see now what we're going to put in here. But I recommend everybody to travel, definitely. Travel. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't realize you had traveled that that much though. Like that's huge traveling. And was that over a space of a couple of years or four years? Sixteen, two thousand sixteen. I left. I left my job in two thousand sixteen and did my first cruise in May. And you got the book. Yeah. And was there many? Would you meet? I suppose you meet every nationality on these cruises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish, obviously, and a lot of English, a lot of Americans on the American cruise lines, and then you get a lot of mixture of. Others, but 
I just enjoy the. Is there obviously events on every night then that you can go to, like cinema yeah. shows, pantomimes, and stuff? Yeah, the bigger shi- the bigger shows or the bigger ships would have uh, cinemas on the top deck where you can go out and lie out, or there'd be cinemas indoor, and then there'd be indoor golf, there'd be discos and games rooms and casinos and all that, and then the smaller ships would be less to do, but yeah. still as enjoyable if you're with the right crowd. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's yeah, it's jam packed with. Definitely worth doing traveling, even a cruise ship. Just going on a cruise for you can go on a four. Well, I've seen cruise, that now where cruise. cruises have become massively popular. Like oh, it's yeah. uh, years ago, you wouldn't, but now it's a huge and because um, the cruises are fabulous, like they're yeah. beautiful. And there's, as you said, it's so well organized now, there's lots to do. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed, um, Aiden, on your Facebook or Instagram that you had a photograph with Leah Raghart. What's the story there? Did you do a governmental, did you do, uh, yeah. do a show for the government, um, or a corporate event? Yeah, so that's. That's very interesting. Um, just that I pursued an idea that I had on the spot. So he was at, uh, I was doing a corporate event for St. Bridget's, I think it was of Dublin. So it was the GEA team. And I think they were having an awards night or end of, end of year awards night in Crow Park in the uh, corporate area. So I was doing the drinks reception. I wasn't booked for the meal, but I knew Leo Bradker was going to be there. I thought he was going to be at the drinks reception, but he wasn't. And then the event started at half seven and they were all ushered into the room and he was in the room. And I said to myself, well, I didn't get to see him or I didn't get to perform for him. Also, the Dublin manager at the time was there and the owner of Copperface Jacks was on the same table. Very good. So I waited for an hour and a half, waited for them to have their starter. And he What was your game plan? You just wanted to get in there and do something? I said tricks. I wanted to do something for him. Yeah, that was just my plan. It was an, oppor- it was an opportunity, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, obviously he was there yeah. in the same building. Why not? I drove an hour and a half all the way up to yeah. thinking that he was going to be there. He wasn't, so why okay. you drive home? So what, was the pl- what happened then? They were finished their meal? Or what? They finished the meal. He did his intro, intro talk, and then I asked one of the guys, could I go up? And I asked a photographer there at the time. Uh, I said, can you go up and get a few shots of me when I'm, when I'm doing this? So he waited with me. Uh, an hour and a half passed. I went up and I did it. And then after that, then that was good. I did another table or two before I left and then went off. That guy sent me on the photos. The following Monday then I got an email from Leo Bradker's personal assistant uh, at half eight in the morning, woke up, checked the emails and it was, can't remember her name, but it was yeah. personal assistant of Leo Bradker on the yeah. bottom of the email. Uh, he requested me to be at the presidential dinner uh, the following weekend in the Burlington. So that was Fine Gael's presidential dinner, a wow. yearly dinner. So like that was a massive. So only, only you took the initiative to, to mm. make that move. It wouldn't have happened. That's fantastic. That's, isn't what, it? that's what it is all but about. That's what yeah. it takes sometimes, just to uh, grab the opportunity and yeah. see the bigger picture. I've done a lot. I've done that a lot. When I look back at all the things I've done, and um, it's the only way you'll get somewhere. I suppose that is a, uh, an advantage for your type of a job that you mm. you can step into any kind of room yeah. that maybe you shouldn't be in that room. No. But the fact that you have something that kind of intrigues people, um, suddenly the, the gate, the doors mm. open, and suddenly who's that guy? It's cool. Yeah. Come over here to our table. That's what I love about it. That's that's the reason. And it's kind of spontaneous, and it doesn't. Yeah. It's not structured, then, is it? Yeah, and you don't need even if even if you had a whole table that weren't able to speak English, I could still perform magic for them, and they'll still understand. Actually, that's it. something, and that's a very interesting point that, so like that you could. Even when somebody like I, I do weddings, and sometimes there'd be French people over, and they wouldn't have any English. Yeah. And I talk to this person that does speak English, and I, they get the laughter, and then the people that aren't able to speak English can just visualize and see wow. the stuff that's happening. So like they'll see fire, they'll see the card. Yeah, yeah. It, it works with every every language, and that's, it, that's what cool. I love about it. Obviously, yeah. music you can do that as well. You yeah, can just yeah. sing, and people will enjoy it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that was the opportunity from that. So from that, then I asked him to give me a testimony uh, and get As a photo with him. Yeah, because the <laughs> Leo, come on. Yeah, so I said, I said I'll do it if they give me a. Te- I want get, to get a written testimony and I want to get a photo with him on the night. Yeah. So I got a photo with, with him on the night. The photo isn't that great, but it's still a photo. No, I see. And it's then fine. the. Um, it's definitely him. Yes, yeah, definitely him. Yeah, it's not photoshopped. <laughs> and then the testimony is real because he gave it to me in a, a golden stamped envelope, and I still had the envelope, and I still have the testimony. It's signed Brilliant. by himself, so I got something out of it. Uh, mm. But yeah, it was definitely an experience. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad I asked that question there. Yeah, it was good. I might, I might use that one as the teaser for this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, and getting photobombed by the president. You were photobombed by the president. <laughs> yeah, I've been lots. Yeah, I was in uh, doing a wedding in Cavan, and doing I was performing for the bride and groom on on their own, and then the we- the president just walked by, and he shook hands with the bride and groom and walked off. Then didn't say hello to me. That's a bit like what happened to a couple in America. Remember Tom Hanks was out running or something? <laughs> Did you see that one? <laughs> no. And they pull. I don't know. They just reckoned he pulled up and he said hello to them and. Yeah. Got photographs with them and wished, and should have made their day like yeah. to meet such a high profile. And he was so sad, yeah, you know. And I just thought that was a great moment for them to have, you know. Yeah, it, it was. It was good for me. I, I just laughed at the idea. It just looked funny because it was. It, it made your daughter e, but um, just funny, just something to have. Just oh, it's typical, like <laughs> he just stands in, leans over, and shakes the hand. Well, I'll and tell you one. I'll me. tell you one story for you, and this is a mad one for me. I did a gig. I used to do a gig in Clock Jordan every year mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Yes, um, and it'd be a massive night. And I'd shut it down twelve o'clock, but it would be traditionally a big crowd in. Mm. And Clock Jordan, um, you know, it's it's kind of in around. We'll say where um, it's not far from over. What's the side place called? Um, Puck on, we'll say mm-hmm. where Shane McGowan is from. But on Christmas Eve, I would you know be doing lots of Christmas songs. I was singing the fairy tale in New York, right? And all of a sudden, the place erupted. Like it was, I was in the middle of the song. It wasn't at the end of the song, so I was going, "What's going on here?" And who walked into the bar? Shane McGowan. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in the middle of singing fairy tale in New York, and I, I just didn't know what I was like. Yeah. It was just one of those moments, like the timing. Mm. And the fact that I was singing his song and it was just, I don't know. Brilliant. It was, it was just one of those moments you never forget, you know. And I was wondering why the place had erupted. There was a big cheer. Yeah. And he's quite quite guy. He kind of stuck to himself and just sat in the corner and, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you never forget those moments, do you? They're brilliant, though, because the... Of course, they I would love to have had it had a recorded or something. That yeah. would have been amazing, you know. Especially yeah, but, like, it's just the experience. Like, that's one experience that you'll have. And then you'll have another experience few months later and it'll be much better or it'll yeah. just right recall the, the other experience that you had yeah. but it's like it's in doing jobs like these that you don't get like if you were working in an office every day you wouldn't uh, have got to see Shane McGowan walk into a pub I remember years ago I went to, I went I got a job I had done the accountancy technician course and I said I would start I was kind of an apprentice in an accountancy firm mm. on the suit, the suit and tie and I mm. went in for the first week <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. I actually thought I was going to crack up. Yeah. I, I, I attempted just running away. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like they're all very nice to me in there, and it was, but I was stuck in this office and it was quiet. Mm. And you're surrounded by calculators and software, and mm. I need that engagement more than yeah. you. I need. And to somebody asks you like, how long have you been there? And you're like, oh, I've been 15 years here. And I day I felt like 15 years. Yeah, you're like 15 years here. How? <laughs> But I knew then after a week, like, no, yeah. I ain't doing this. But it's, it's 
I, I, I know it's not it's not for everybody, but it's, yeah. I I definitely enjoy the 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 uncertainty of where you're going, when you're going to be there. Yeah. You could be in a different country the following week. You could be in a, a nice venue the following yeah. weekend. Yeah. You mightn't have anything, but then you're looking forward. Which to Which was like the other day I was. I was in Mayo by day and by evening I was out on the scooter with the kids, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, yeah. um, I, I kinda, I'm the same way, I like to keep moving. I, mm. Those days I used to go driving for an hour with Mason in the van just to get moving out of yeah, the house yeah. because I couldn't sit still a bit. I found it very hard to be still. Mm. I took um, up running. I took up running and walking as well because yeah. I just had to because it just felt, I was, no. And that kind of, if anything, that kind of just kept me from boiling too much you know oh, yeah yeah it's yeah. good for the head yeah. good for the heart absolutely yeah anyway my friend Ed Murphy it's been a pleasure thank you very much for having me I, I appreciate it I think this is your first podcast is this it? is my very first of and many. last podcast <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your coffee we'll see you later thank you very much thanks for having me thanks everybody for tuning in to this week's podcast and we'll see you on the next one thank you